Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good conversation. Good conversation earlier um, uh, concerning Shakiri Richardson and the uh, use of marijuana. Um I always like have a good conversation. I don't, I don't like to get too far, you know, left or right with the with the situation. I'm always willing to have the conversation, though. I'll debate you. What you got? Bring the numbers to the table. I like old school. I like it old school. Bring your numbers to the table and we can talk. We can debate it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Anybody who calls up with a different opinion to me, I could debate that. Certain topics I ain't going to touch, though. You ain't about to get me. <laughs> Certain topics I I can't do it. Two one six five seven eight double zero ninety two at gbush ninety one on Twitter. Coming up uh, in the ten o'clock hour as well, we will get to catalog models. Mm-mm-mm. You remember the old JC Penny catalog? You remember the East Bay? Maybe you got the Sears. You got the models, and you'd be like, man, that's the same model on page one forty six. That's in the, the appliances. That's in 192. And you're doing 192 is the outdoor stuff and camping equipment. I wonder, is that the same model? I'm going to explain a little more, a little better. Let's go to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline and go to uh, pro football focus, John Costco. What's up, John? How you doing, G. Bush? Hey, man, I'm doing good, man. Um, you know, we out here. It's a couple more days, uh, you know, until we get to to training camp. A, a few more days off the books. Um, let me ask you this question first. Were you a big player of Madden or college football or NCAA college football? Back in the day, uh, since having kids and being a, a parent and stuff like that, it, it's gone by the wayside. But, you know, when I was in college and then you know, after college, when I was a single man with no responsibilities except for just have to work, yeah, I played it all the time. Yeah, man. See, I was trying to tell somebody. I was arguing with somebody a, a couple of days ago, and I was telling them there. As our generation gets older, um, usually, generally speaking, you, you it's hard to find people like. There's a generation. My parents they didn't play video games right at all. There was like my mom, my dad. They didn't touch a video game. But as we get older, there's more and more people that are in their mid 40s that are like video game heads. So I say pretty soon um, you're going to get a lot of people when you get to be 30, 40, 50 years old that have always played video games, especially when you talk about Madden or college football or something like that. Privacy, 
Yeah, I, it's to me like as a as a you know I'm I'm 35 and I've got kids and all that and I I used to love playing video games but it is you know other priorities took place right and I but there I have friends that are my age that they have kids and everything like that and they still play video games when those when they go to bed and stuff so um, it, it it's becoming more prevalent it definitely seems like for as people even get their get kids and stuff like that they still they still hang on to those video games. All right. Well, you know, that was our video game time of the day. Uh, we went down member lane for that one. Let's get to reality now. <laughs> um, you know, the pro football focus stuff has been out with, uh, you know, the numbers for the individual guys, right? Individual grades. And I wanted to dig deep into them a little bit. And I saw some grades. And as I was uh, putting together some stuff for the offseason, I'm like, man, some of these grades are a little bit like, I don't know if they're off. But I, I think I could, you know, look at some of them and say, ooh, that's kind of high or kind of low. Um, so I wanted to run some of the numbers by you to to see what you thought about some of the numbers. And we'll start off with the, with the biggest one. I think uh, you guys have Baker Mayfield rated 10th um, in going into this season. Uh, when you look at that list of 10, I'm going to hold you to it. Um, would you say, do you think having him 10 is too high or too low? I don't think it's too high by any means. And the only my only argument when we were making these rankings was that it was a bit low. And it was mainly because you're looking at who are the guys that are in front of him on this list. You're talking about Lamar Jackson, uh, Josh Allen, and, and even like a Deshaun Watson and, and Dak Prescott, all guys who, obviously, you know, Josh Allen had a phenomenal season last year. His His single season grade last year was higher than Baker's. But you look at his track record, he's got five years prior to that of in college and the first years in the NFL of pretty mediocre play. Um, and Baker Mayfield had, you know, one bad season. In ter- and, and when I say a bad season, he was more, he was, from a grade standpoint, he was in the mid-teens in our grades um, because he had a poor coaching staff, no consistency on the offense from anything from that regard. So, I would say, if anything, he's a little bit low, but it's not a, you know, I want to, I think a lot of people have the same mindset. You want to see him do it for a, a, another season, continued season in NFL, where you saw as a rookie, he was excellent, took that step back as a second year, struggled early on in, in 2020, and then really took off and was, you know, the number two graded quarterback after week seven. So, um, while I think it's a little bit low, because Lamar Jackson, he has the one good season, he is has shown pretty much not, not that level of play since then or even before then. Um, Matt Ryan is starting to come down a, off a cliff there as well, too. So he was, you know, Matt Ryan has the consistency of, of being a, an elite level quarterback for several years, but, you know, the last couple of years has shown that downgrade, downward trend. So if anything, Baker's a little bit low, but I think there's still a part of it. It's like you have to let him, you have to, he has to prove it again this year. All right, um, let's get to this one. Um, you guys, let, let, we'll we'll take them back to back. Um, so number eighteen, you got Odell Beckham Jr. at number eighteen. Now at first blush, um, eighteen looked kind of kind of high. Now Terry McLaurin is a, is a, he's pretty good. He got Terry McLaurin ahead of him. Uh, you got um, a few other guys that's a, a ahead of him um, that I don't think have too much of a problem. Uh, Calvin Ridley is ahead of him. Um, Stefan Diggs, a couple guys, AJ Brown, um, Allen Robinson is ahead of him. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, him coming in at 18? 
In a, it's an interesting situation for OBJ because if you look at this ranking two years ago and he was a top five guy and this is before he had stepped on the field as a, as a Cleveland Brown um, and then we know what has happened over the past few years he has not lived up to the that that billing in terms of a, a top five type wide receiver we know that that he has that type of talent and but he hasn't shown it on the field with the Cleveland Browns and Part of it is not when we do these rankings, we're not looking at from a pure talent standpoint. We're looking at the production and grade standpoint, and and based based on those numbers, he's kind of appropriately ranked. I'd say I think there's a good chance that if if, if the same continues, right, Baker and he are just not on the same page. He he runs his routes. He has a lot of freelance to his routes where Baker is much more of that timing and rhythm type guy where he needs, hey, I need you to be on this spot at this this particular moment in this route and obj is not not that type of a route runner but if they can click i bet you know obj is going to launch himself right into the top 10 if not the top five uh because he is, he does have that type of talent to be able to do that so two two spaces after him we got two spaces after or actually three spaces after him. we got jarvis landry so jarvis landry is coming in at number 21 do you think that's too high or too low? I'd say, again, it's probably appropriately ranked. Um, I wouldn't be going any higher for sure. And it might be, you know, he might be a bit high in terms of the rankings. Because you're talking about Tyler Lockett being behind him. Uh, even An- Antonio Brown, who we, when he is on the field and healthy, what type of uh, uh, you know impact he can have. But I think Jarvis's consistency year after year has, you know, puts him in this type of position. He's not... From a talent standpoint, he, nobody's going to be screaming to go to go draft him, but he consistently gets it done when he's not relied upon to be the number one guy on a, on a regular basis. Uh, but he's he can be, you know, as a as a running mate or even like you know, even though I just said it, he can be a solid number one. He's never going to be an elite level number one. So I think he's appropriately ranked, if not maybe a little bit high, because you know I think Tyler Lockett's probably a better receiver, but um, you know. The, in that range, I'm I'm a tier guy. I'd like to rather have these in tiers, but you know, this is what we did. We we ranked them individually. So, so first of all, right right there, I don't really have. I, I think out of those two receivers, I ain't got a problem with, with what we see so far. I think if I, you know, everybody's slotted appropriately. Everything's good to go. Um, OBJ at 18, um, could I make an argument to move him up maybe two or three spots? Maybe, but you know, you can't, I wouldn't do it because of the injury. I think he's where he needs to be. Um, when you talk about, uh, Jarvis Landry at 21, um, okay. Uh, you know, he, he is not like he had 1400 yards or something last year or, you know, you know, 120 catches. So I really can't justify that move. Right. Um, so everything looks looks okay at this point. Let's go to the running backs. This gets a little um, this gets a little interesting. At uh, what running back you got? I believe uh, Kareem Hunt at ten. Is Kareem Hunt at ten too high or too low? If Kareem Hunt was uh, the bell cow or the, the solo running back for his team, I would say that is definitely too low. Um, because I think we've seen what he he did in Kansas City as as the guy, and, and he he led the league in rushing, um, and was one of the you know just help move that offense. 
uh, seamlessly. And so with, with Kareem Hunt there being, being basically the second back in Cleveland, it's hard to justify putting them above guys who are the, the number one guys for the teams. I think the only guy I'd be putting them ahead, I mean, I might be moving them up to eight, but I'm not going to be putting them ahead of like Shaquan Barkley and Alvin Kamara and Aaron Jones, even Nick Chubb and, and, and Christian McCaffrey. Like, I can't see an argument to be putting them, high, you know, higher than those guys. But I say, you know, from a, you know, I'd say he's better than a, than a Chris Carson. I think Chris Carson has been, you know, he's got the fumble issues and he's got the injury issues, and Kareem yeah. Hunt has neither of those. So, um, Josh Jacobs is, you know, he's I think was marred by the fact that he was behind a, a pretty poor offensive line the past couple of years, and he's done a really good job of breaking tackles and all. But um, yeah, I think Kareem Hunt's a bit low in terms of just his pure talent standpoint and whether you know this is not taken into consider you know the rankings you would say shouldn't take into consideration that he's the number two back so uh, i'd say he's, he's a little low there yeah i, I was I, I saw the chris carson one i was like you mean a dude every single time i i, I attempt to pick him up on my fantasy squad they they tell me <laughs> not to because he fumbles like <laughs> that guy um, and then I get that people love Josh Jacobs. Like he's just one of those guys. Like they're just like, yeah, Josh Jacobs value. And you're like, okay. Even the Saquon Barkley. If you told me, all right, you got Saquon Barkley or Kareem Hunt, and which one would you draft? I I I think I would do just fine with Kareem Hunt because he can catch the ball. He's not going to probably be dinged up because he does play carries. And Saquon Barkley is coming off injury, so I I wouldn't be I'd be pretty fine if I said hey I gotta go with uh, Kareem Hunt at seven, but I like I like where you're going with it. I see what you was doing. Um, let me ask you this question: When you guys come up with these these things, do you guys get a, a vote on this? Is this a staff type thing? Do you guys got to poll the audience on this, or does somebody have more ranked than the other ones? How, how do you guys come up with these comprehensive lists? Um. It depends on the position, and so some some analysts will have some input into some positions, and others, you know, like like I didn't have any input in running backs and and edge defenders and and stuff like that. So um, I had more input into the quarterback stuff, but it's kind of like a by position type thing based on who's you know where your strengths lie in terms of who you are as an analyst, and and also from a content standpoint. So I I don't write content for PFS, so when I'm mostly like watching film and breaking down the film and then, you know, grading the, the players. So they take that, those grades, which, you know, essentially do come from uh, the data collection team and the analysts that, that are doing this. Um, so they, they, they kind of use that as a, as a benchmark. And then, you know, the content guys who do the writing, like, you know, you talk about the running back rankings, Sam Monson wrote that article. Um, so he had a big input in who, well, how that ranking went. Bruce Gadkowski was the guy that did the quarterback rankings, and Bruce and I had a, had a good discussion about you know a number of the rankings. So um, there was, it just kind of depends on on how the position is, and then the guy who writes the articles, and you know, kind of the ultimately, ultimately the guy that you know finalizes the rankings. Okay, I like that. Just a just a little bit behind the scene, behind the curtain. I like that. Appreciate you. Uh, talking to John Costco, Pro Football Focus, uh, of course, uh, on the North Office at Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Let's get to his uh, running mate, uh, Nick Chubb. He's at four. Um, now, when I'm looking at it, he's only got a couple guys ahead of him. He has Derrick Henry ahead of him, Dalvin Cook ahead of him, um, Christian McCaffrey ahead of him. And, and for Dalvin Cook, he says 
Cook is the closest thing to Henry in terms of a running back outperforming expectations in the NFL. I don't I don't think that's I, I no. No, that's not true. It's not true. So for Dalvin Cook, he's had a really bad offensive line. Um and for his in his career and a lot of what he does is is more he, he has to go more above and beyond what his offensive line provides. Um you know, so like we have we have in this you know in that that little blurb there 15th league wide wide PFF run blocking grade uh, for the offensive line over the over that stretch of, of play. Uh, his grade has been phenomenal, and I think he you know he he, he can rip off big runs. Uh, he consistently can break tackles um, and and everything. I, I think he's a fantastic running back. I don't you know when you talk about the top four. So Ch- Nick Chubb is ranked at number four in this in this ranking. Um, you know you look at what what you want out of a running back. So Nick Chubb is pretty much not a threat as a, as a pass receiver, unless you're doing screens or something schemed up for him. Um, Christian McCaffrey definitely is. You can play him all over the place. Alvin Kamara, same thing. Dalvin cook is a little bit more dynamic as a receiver, but he still is not a guy that you're going to split out wide as, as a pass catcher and definitely not Derrick Henry. So you look at these rankings last year, Christian McCaffrey was number one and he's only dropped down to number three, mainly because he was injured last year, but He's, I would say that he should be number one on this list still because of the, what you, you're looking for out of a running back. Now you're looking at then Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, and Nick Chubb. They're all kind of a similar type of player in terms of they're, they're not really good threats as a, as a receiver, as a tr- true receiver. And I'd say that Nick Chubb, you know, he breaks tackles at, at, a, at the highest rate in the NFL um, and, and basically has done, had more yards per contact after attempt, or per attempt uh, than anybody in the NFL except for Derrick Henry. Um, so I would say that, like, Dalvin Cook should be lower than Nick, Nick Chubb, and you can make an argument for Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb at number the number two, two spot. So that's how I, I would do with the, the rankings here. And I might even say Alvin Kamara could, could you know, you could put, bump him up to number two, if, if anything. But that, that top five, I mean, they're loaded. They're, they're really super talented. Um, but I, I would, you know, as, as a guy who – not you know I'm not even just saying this as a Browns fan or anything like that, but I think I would say that Nick Chubb is, should be ahead of Dalvin Cook, and you can make the argument for Derrick Henry ahead of Nick Chubb. All right, so let, let, let's get to the, this last one. Um, let's go to um, let's go let's go with the defensive ends. Um, obviously, it's, it, you have guys have Miles Garrett. At number one, and I believe you got Jadavian Clowney at 41. Um, is Miles Garrett too high, um, and is Jadavian Clowney too low? Um, what uh, what rankings are you looking at? Because what I see is Miles Garrett number four and Jadavian Clowney number 20. That's our. Oh, uh, this might thing. be. Oh, excuse me. This is. Uh, it, it, this it, it might be. Um, um, this is oh, this is draft. This is redrafting for fantasy. So this is uh, PFS ah. overall rankings for redraft IDP leagues and dynasty IDP leagues. So oh yeah. oh, interesting. Well, that's a fantasy standpoint, and that's not my realm at all. But yeah yeah. So in our, in our let's in our just rankings, take your what you had. Yeah. So in our rankings, an article, and you, anybody that's listening can go to pff.com and and look and find these these all these rankings that we're talking about, but. Uh, we have Miles Garrett as number four behind Khalil Mack, 
TJ Watt and Joey Bosa. I would say that Miles Garrett is appropriately ranked right there. I would say that if, if Miles Garrett improved as a run defender, he could see himself competing for that number one spot much more, you know, heavily. But I would say because his run defense grade is kind of just merely above average, he's not you're not you're not gonna talk about Miles Garrett's run defense ever, right? Like I don't when you talk about T J Watt, you're talking about man, he he is a great pass rusher and a great run defender. Same with Khalil Mack and, and same with Joey Bosa. So I think that's where Miles Garrett kind of falls down a little bit, even though his pass rushing grade might be, you know, basically the best of those guys, or it just, he might even be the best pure pass rusher of them. But as an all around game, those guys are not, you know, they, they don't fall that far behind miles Garrett in terms of their pass rushing ability. And they are significantly better as run defenders. When it talks, come to talking about Jadavion Clowney at number 20, I would say that that's appropriately ranked. So he, he, you look at what he's able to do. He's one of the elite run defenders, so he's opposite of what Miles Garrett is here. He's an elite run defender, but he's, you know, it's a average to above average as a as a pass rusher. So, his his grade there, you know, he's between Brian Burns out of Carolina Panthers. He's behind Carl Lawson, uh, the New York Jets, and just ahead of Eric Armstead and the Forty ers and Bradley Chubb and the Denver Broncos. So, I'd say that. If he can improve as a pass rusher, and when he is healthy, he can be impactful as a pass rusher, but his real calling card is that run defense grade where he's been in the 95th percentile at at his position since 2014 um, and and does put up solid pass rushing grades, but he's going to be a guy that is basically a a perfect running mate for Miles Garrett because he he can stop that run, and, and you're talking about, him being able to probably get a lot of cleanup sacks because of the pressure that Miles Garrett's going to put on. So I'd say that he's appropriately ranked there because uh, he's more uh, hype and, and notoriety really than, than production on the field when it comes to the pass rush. All right, man. Well, well thank you for giving me um, the official stock up, stock down, or the uh, appropriately priced correctly. Um, we will get to you again and we'll talk to you soon. Hey, my pleasure, G. Bush. You have a Happy 4th of July weekend. You too. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 